Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, January 10th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, students at St. Louis's Ashland Elementary School hear gunshots so often they have become nearly numb to it. I got used to it because it happened a lot, so I, I'm just not scared of it no more. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney spent time at Ashland to find out how gun violence affects young students. First, the headlines. St. Louis's police chief says the requirement that officers live in the city is one of the biggest barriers to recruiting. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more from John Hayden's appearance yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. The department is currently short 135 officers. Four recruiters are working to get more hired and through the academy. Hayden says all four tell him residency is the first thing that comes up at job fairs. He says potential hires aren't opposed to moving to the city. People just want to be able to say, hey, if I'm comfortable with this school district, if I'm comfortable with this parish or what have you, I just don't want to be disrupted by some inconvenience. Republican lawmakers in both the state House and Senate have introduced legislation eliminating the residency requirement. The push also has the support of Mayor Lida Krusen. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. Democrats in the Missouri Senate say they will be working during this year's legislative session to expand Medicaid, fairly fund public schools, and keep the Clean Missouri Amendment intact. But Minority Leader Gina Walsh from St. Louis says gun reform tops the list, but recognizes any substantial change is unlikely. Realistically, what we will get done, we'll have to see what we can come up with, because we have to do something. We are killing our future. Senate Republicans say they do not intend to consider any gun control measures. They are working to come up with other measures that clamp down on urban violence. A community group has released a proposal to expand pre-K access in St. Louis city and county. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, a sales tax in the county is a big part of the plan. We Power's biggest proposal is a ballot initiative asking St. Louis County voters to consider a half-cent sales tax increase. Organizers say that would raise about $84 million a year. The group also urges St. Louis officials to dedicate 2% of the city's budget to pre-K. That money would help families who can't afford pre-K but don't qualify for subsidies. Gloria Nolan is the Advocacy and Operations Coordinator for We Power. We are working to build coalitions, and so that'll be some of the work that we have ahead of us is uh, rallying people, getting everybody on the same page um, to move this forward. The group also proposes a nonprofit to help fund and support early childhood education programs. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. A couple of significant sports notes to pass along. Congrats to Altoff High School graduate Jack Mayer. He's a soccer player who went second overall in yesterday's MLS draft. He was selected by Nashville. Mayer grew up in Caseyville. Also, the Cardinals have made a big offseason move, acquiring highly touted pitching prospect Matthew Libertore. The Cards are sending Jose Martinez to Tampa Bay as part of that deal. Ashland Elementary School straddles the Penrose and O'Fallon neighborhoods in North St. Louis. Some of the worst gun violence in the city occurs outside those classroom windows. 
As part of our Children Under Fire series, St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney spent time at Ashland to learn how violence affects students. Paula Bodie has been the principal of Ashland Elementary for three years. Hearing the sirens of ambulances or police chase past the school still unnerves her. Very frequently, things that send me into heart palpitations, my children are just going by saying, oh, Dr. Bodie, it'll be okay. And they just sort of move along. But it concerns me, what is that doing to the mind of a child who makes that okay? Constant exposure to violence as a kid causes anxiety and stress, psychologists have found, leading to aggression, poor school outcomes, and substance abuse later in life. But staff at the school say gun violence is such a regular part of their students' lives, it's become a normalcy they carry deep inside of them, tangled up with the trauma of poverty, hunger, and unstable housing. I sat down with a group of Ashland students in the library. They hear gunshots outside their bedroom window many nights a week. When I heard gunshots, I dunk on the floor and get under my bed. It happens so often, it doesn't phase them anymore. I got used to it because it happened a lot, so I, I'm just not scared of it no more. I'm used to these gunshots because mostly I used to do it every time when I was four or five. Whatever age I was, they used to be shooting around our block. It's sad because they're completely desensitized, yet everything that they want to do revolves around confrontation, fighting, and shooting fake guns at each other. Santana Barnes is a building sub by job title, but considers himself more of a roving school counselor. He goes by coach, and most often during afternoons at Ashland, you'll find him roaming the halls in a trademark flat-brimmed ball cap. This is, this is what you listen for. Barnes hears a teacher raise her voice, and he knocks on the door, pulling two fifth-grade boys out. Barnes mediates a dispute over who insulted whom first. He doesn't get to the bottom of that, but he reminds the boys they're friends who get along. I tell them, how will you survive? What will you do if you're always fighting each other? And, I, and you can't expect it to change tomorrow. You can't expect it to change next week. It is a constant, constant repetition, and they need to hear it because guess what? They constantly hear gunshots. Then he squeezes his mantra out of the boys. What, what I teach y'all, Ashley, y'all say we all we got. We all we got. <laughs> Ashley, we all we got. Let each other go. The students gathered in the library feel safe at school, they told me. They don't hear the gunshots so often. They have coach or the school social worker to confide in. Students gather for mindfulness every day. They've all lost someone they knew to a bullet. They don't walk down alleyways or play outside much. Too much shooting happens in those places. And then we was at the park, and then somebody just got out that car and just started shooting at us, and my cousin almost got hit. They ran inside. They all know to run. When I figure out there's shooting around my area, first thing I do is figure out where we could be safe at and run, run there. And when somebody starts shooting around me, I make sure my siblings in front of me first, then I go because they don't really run that fast. As we talked more, the kids started slumping a little in their chairs, the topic starting to wear on them. I switched to favorite ice cream flavors. Mint cookie crumble. Oh, butter, butter pecan. I don't know how to say it. Then I had one more question. What would make your neighborhood safer? No guns. No guns. Without no guns, no whips, no none of it. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. 
I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.